my third and final video in the series on playing health that was inspired by my Violin Geek podcast episode I put out earlier in the year. And I'm Laurel Thompson, by the way, and this video will focus more on the spine and the lower body, which thankfully for violinists and violists, we don't have as many issues in that part of the body unless they're related to you know day-to-day -day life and, and other injuries and, and things that we might be doing. Um, with cellists we are sitting so sometimes just sitting can cause a lot more issues down in the hips and the low back and uh, anyway these will be helpful for all of us because I think low back pain in particular is uh, it's kind of a an epidemic I think at least in the US there's a lot of people that have pain down there. I think I've seen some statistics that are like you know, at least 50% of people will experience low back pain at some point in their life. So hopefully this will help you get out of pain if you're having it and hopefully just avoid it altogether if you keep up with some, some just day-to-day -day -day exercises and uh, do some things to support your posture, which some of these will definitely do. Uh, so we're just going to start with some warm-ups. I like this one called Knocking on the Door of Life or Constant Bear. It's a Qigong warm-up and it's going to twist the spine just gently. So we're going to take a wider stance, maybe a little bit wider than our, our hips there, and just plant both feet so we feel nice and rooted. And then we're going to start swinging, and we're going to swing our arms around and knock across our body. So you want to definitely make sure that your knees are soft, and to make sure that the knees don't get twisted in funky ways, you can just... Um, kind of grab the floor a little bit with your toes, or you can just kind of turn, kind of from the hips, you can turn your sort of um, leg bones kind of in a little bit and just kind of support the knees. But anyway, we just don't want to be twisting too much into the knees. And you're welcome to look over your shoulder, but I kind of like just looking forward and it's kind of ringing out the spine. It should just be a really natural motion and I'm moving from the hips rather than from the upper body. Kind of was like snapping a hip forward and then letting that momentum carry the rest of my body around. And so you can do this for as long as you want. We're just going to do it a few more times. Going slower. But this knocking is stimulating both points, acupressure points in the low back as well as in the abdomen. So you're getting a lot of benefits. So that should increase the circulation. Your breath rate might be up a little bit. And next we're gonna do a little bit of waves. So we're gonna wave the sides, the spine side to side. So here I'm gonna keep that slightly wider stance and I'm gonna start shifting my weight from side to side, but rather than keeping my upper body really stiff, we notice that now I'm letting it sort of wave. It's like my, sh my shoulder is kind of leading the motion and my head follows and my lower body follows. But oftentimes when I start this move, it might 
feel like I'm getting some chiropractic adjustments the first few moments. I might actually physically hear some, some popping and that's fine. And letting my hands just be soft. If you want to kind of take the hands into it, you're welcome to kind of do a little dance with that. This is again one that you probably can't do in public as much unless you're at a dance party. But it's really nice and you can go as slow as you want too. It doesn't have to be fast. It's good to go at some different paces. If it's something you've never done before, I would say start really slow and really feel how that momentum of your hip moving to the other side can then take the rest of your body with it. And you can also go faster. You can go really fast and just kind of small and like you're kind of jiggling that motion up your spine and out the top of your head. And that's interesting too. Like you're wagging your tail. Taking some nice deep breaths. Making sure the neck isn't getting too tense. And then just slow it down. And then like in the last video, we did a lot of exercises that increase circulation up into the head and the brain. So sometimes you can feel a little bit lightheaded. This can also mean that you just haven't been breathing enough. And so if you are feeling dizzy, definitely go ahead and sit down whenever that's necessary. And if you're just kind of feeling lightheaded and, and like, you know, kind of floaty, maybe that's a good sensation that you can enjoy. But just listen to your body and do what seems most appropriate. So we've twisted the spine, we've moved the spine side to side, and now we're going to move the, the spine back and forth a little bit with a move called the fountain. And a lot of these, again, I'm drawing from Qigong, which is a great tradition to check out. So with this one, you're gonna play around with your hips a little bit at first. So standing with feet parallel, again, about shoulder width apart, and then just go ahead and take your hips behind you and notice how your upper body comes forward like this little seesaw effect. Keep your knees soft. Not really bent, but soft. Just bent about an inch. And so play with that a little bit and now notice how if you swing your hips forward, your spine and your upper body goes back a little bit. I'm just gonna swing back and forth and now I'll just take the hands in front of us so we're bending forward a little bit, our hips are behind us, our waist's on our heels. I'm gonna just take the back of my hands towards each other. And now I'm gonna roll up the spine by kind of snapping the hips forward and then back. And we have this fountain move of water coming up the center line and out and around. Up the center line, out and around. So really feeling that ripple of motion all the way up to the top of your head. And it's all coming from the hips. Everything else is just flowing along very naturally, just using that natural momentum of that kind of snap forward and back. Snapping the hips forward and back. And you can make this move as small and gentle as you want as well. It can be more dramatic if you feel comfortable and confident in that movement. 
But for all of us, just slowing it down a little bit and coming to rest. And we'll take this a little bit further into the upper body as well. So just taking those arms back behind you like you're taking a nice stretch, looking up and then curling forward and rounding the back. I'm going to tuck my hips under, tuck my tailbone under and breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in as I stretch up and back, breathing out as I curl down and in. Keeping the knees soft and bending the knees at the top of the stretch and at the bottom of the stretch. And fists are just really soft, soft fists. Release that. All right, so let's grab a, our tennis ball. You can do this with your hand, though. You can do it with a fist and some knuckles. We're going to be getting into some trigger points in the lower back and the hips. But a tennis ball is nice because our poor hands against these bigger muscles, it's just, it's not, it's not so good <laughs> for our playing health in other ways. So um, at times, it started maybe about, gosh, probably 15, 20 years ago, I had a little episode of some pain radiating along the top of my hips, particularly on one side, but kind of on both as well. And uh, it took me a while to figure out what the problem was, but I found that it was actually some trigger points that were located more towards the base of my rib cage. And there is a muscle called the quadratus lumborum. It's kind of a square muscle, quad, meaning four, quadratus lumborum, lumborum, your lumbar spine. Um, it's, it's on either side of the spine and it goes from sort of the base of those floating ribs to the, the kind of the top crest of the, of the hips. So it refers pain down to that area that I was feeling it. And I really like massaging them laying down. I find it's a lot more beneficial because I can just kind of completely relax. So um, oftentimes on my bed, I will just take a hand up and under and just massage out this way or I'll lay on my side and find some good spots with sort of a braced thumb, bracing my thumb against my other fingers and massaging in there. But you can do it with the tennis ball against the wall. So that's what we'll do right now. And so you're just going to want to find that area and you might not have any problem here, if in which case, skip ahead. But a lot of us do have some issues and uh, we just, we don't really think to look so high up, you know, it's probably at least five, six inches higher than, than the pain would refer. But like those other trigger points we were working on, you're looking for the spots that have like a really strong ouch and might be referring pain to different areas of the body. I'm going to make sure I'm kind of relaxing my body as much as I can into the wall and just kind of searching around until I find something. There's one. And then I'm just going to do some really small little moves, focusing on just moving in one direction against the ball. Maybe some little circles. But yeah, that's nice. I'm feeling it actually all the way down into kind of my tailbone pelvis area for this spot. So I know I'm on a good one. Hopefully you are too. But yeah, this particular muscle, it we can feel it if we hike the hip up. And so I do a lot of hiking. Um, speaking of hiking the hip up, I hike. And so I'm hiking my hips up 
as I probably, you know, scramble up rocks or um, walk on uneven surfaces. So kind of, it does make sense that I would have some issues there. I tend to find some good ones on the lateral side of this muscle as well. So kind of out more towards the sides of the waist. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I had one client and she said, yeah, I know I'm on the right spot when I almost feel like I need to vomit. <laughs> so anyway, sorry to give you that imagery, but and I don't think that will happen, but it's true. Now with this one on the lateral side, I'm gonna just kind of explore just sort of moving my leg a little bit because that feels nice. Yeah. And maybe just moving slightly on the ball and the leg. Yeah, that feels good. So now I feel like I'm kind of tilted to the side a little bit because I've opened all of that up. Let's do the other side. It's amazing that concept of proprioception. So like feeling what our body feels like in space, it can be so altered by just a few moves. It's, it's completely amazing to me. Really fascinating. Now on this side, you know, I'm supporting my instruments. So I tend to have a little bit more issue. And this was the side that tends to have a little bit more issues when, when they do pop up. So yeah, I'm finding a lot more going on here, a little bit higher even, kind of well into the floating rib area. I'm finding something. And when I do find a good spot, again, I'm just gonna just gently move on it, probably moving no more than an inch on it, maybe, maybe half an inch. This one I'm feeling it's referring pain a little bit down into the outside of the hip, so I might kind of lean against the wall, maybe lean my head against the wall and move my leg a little bit. That's just for stability. Um, but yeah, just trying to, to kind of get some motion going. I'm just move down now, kind of that lateral area. And of course, there's some good ones out there too. And it's amazing, like, like when I had that initial instance of that pain in my kind of hip region, uh, that was being referred from these trigger points way back when. Um, I, I worked on it for about a week or two. Like every day I would spend some time before I got out of bed in the morning working on these points. And then no problems for, I would say, a good seven or eight years. I think it can be different for everyone, but you want to be sensitizing yourself to your body so that you are aware and catching these things before they turn into big problems. I would say that that first instance for me took a couple months. Oh, there's another good spot. There's the tailbone spot. Um, yeah, for me, it took a good few months to just figure out what was going on. And then, like I said, it took maybe a week or two to really alleviate it. And now, you know, I think I'm just, I'm catching it so much sooner that it just doesn't take as much time to really get back to, to normal. So, yeah, I feel like I could find a lot more spots on this side, but we will leave it at that for that exercise. But we are going to take the ball again, and this time we're going to work on the hips a little bit. So just sort of the crest of the hip bones and sort of into the glute muscles. Sometimes we can find some interesting spots, particularly if we're sitting a lot, um, down around near the tailbone. 
So against the wall, doing just finding some good spots here can be nice. Um, because these muscles are bigger, it's often hard to really get into some specific trigger points. I find they're, they're kind of buried, but um, just doing some just like overall sort of ironing out the muscles. Um, sometimes I do find a little bit of interesting things uh, more towards the, the side of the hips and the kind of the top of the, the leg bones. I might take that leg and rotate it around on that spot like we've been doing with other trigger points, just keeping it a really active motion. We might extend that leg a few times. Move to another spot. Yeah, I'm finding some good spots out, sort of right where that leg bone comes into the socket. So I'm rolling around on that a little bit. Sometimes you can find some good spots closer to the tailbone as well, and especially that border, the tailbone going into sort of the glutes there. And it's a big area, so you can stay on this for a while. But let's move to the other side, see what we can find there. So now I'm on my left side again. So oftentimes if I do have issues, unfortunately it is on the left side because it's doing so much supporting of the instrument. Oof, this one, yeah, there's some good ones out towards the edge and the, the upper crest of the hip. <laughs> it's always interesting side to side, the differences that we find. And I really appreciate both the, uh, the yoga that I've trained in and massage therapy and some different disciplines that really emphasized anatomy and learning about the different muscles and bones, how they work together, how they balance, what their ideal sort of range of motion should be and their alignment. I find it all really helpful for figuring out kind of what's going on. Like, how did I do this to myself <laughs> when stuff does pop up, right? Yeah, on this hip, there's definitely a lot more kind of upper and outer area. Interesting sensations. So I'm just going between kind of rolling and ironing out things. That That's actually referring all the way down my leg, that one. Um, and then also moving moving the leg, extending the leg. You can do these ones lying down as well, but kind of relaxing against a wall is nice. You kind of do it undercover in public, but maybe not, not quite as much as some of the other moves we've done. But yeah, it'd be nice if there were, you know, just more of a culture around moving and less around sitting because I think everyone should just be moving a lot more. There's just so much stiffness and just as kids, you know, when we start school, it's like, be quiet, sit still. And it's understandable when a teacher wants to try and teach something, but more and more the studies have just come out where we're seeing that movement and exercise really helps our brains. So more recess. <laughs> 
<laughs> would probably be good for kids. And especially for adults. Ooh, okay, so yeah, so now it's like my whole lower body feels kind of fluffy and floaty. <laughs> um, I love it. And now we're gonna just do a final exercise to activate that whole, what they call the posterior chain. So basically our glutes, our back, all the way up our spine, and of course our hamstrings as well. But we're going to play around with those little balances that we we're doing like with the fountain. And if you like this particular exercise, you should check out foundation training. There are a lot of videos on YouTube and a website and everything and a book, a couple books I think at this point. So definitely check that out. But we're gonna start with feet again, parallel, but maybe about shoulder width apart. And we're going to just take the weight back onto our heels and our hips back and just feel how that naturally wants kind of causes our body to want to come forward a little bit. I'm gonna play with that seesaw effect. And of course my knees are a little bit soft and bent. I'm not squatting, I'm really just hinging, hinging right at the top of the leg bones. And so I'm not bending my spine at all, I'm keeping my spine really straight all the way out through the top of my head. If you wanna just take some fingers there to the top of your thighs, that can be helpful. And once I'm forward a little bit, I'm just gonna take my hands into kind of an orb shape, fingers pressed towards each other, and I'm just gonna bring my hands out in front of me, and I can really feel with that little extra weight of my hands and arms in front of me, my low back muscles, those quadratus lumborum muscles we just worked on with the tennis ball, really kind of uh, light up and kick, kick into gear. And so this is that motion that we want to be doing when we're reaching for something rather than what a lot of people do is keep the tailbone tucked and then we bend with the low back. It's okay to, to move the low back and to bend and stretch the low back, but we just want to make sure that we're not, especially if we're going to be picking up something heavy, we're not doing it with those low back muscles. They're just not really cut out for this. You can also take the hands up above your head and they call this the founder in foundation. You can go a little bit further too. So as much as you can bring your hips behind you is as much as you can bring your upper body in front of you. So again, hinging from the top of the thighs stretching out nice and long. And then it's nice to pulse on this a little bit so you can maybe take your hands behind your head or to the side of your head, just for some extra weight out there. And again, I'm hinging right at the top of my thighs, That's sort of activating the glutes and the hamstrings, just a little gentle stretch as we come forward in the hamstrings. And then we're keeping that lower back really engaged. My stomach is strong. My weight is still on my heels. And let's stand up one more time and we'll just do one more little founder. So I start with my hips, just like a lot of these exercises we've done, taking my hips behind me, my weight shifts to my heels. So just even play around with that, just sensitizing yourself to the difference between say if you're just gonna reach for something or if you're gonna really use 
your hips as this counterbalance to stretch forward and to pick something up. So in other words, stick your butt out. <laughs> I think the behind has become, you know, kind of hypersexualized in our culture. So a lot of times we're just kind of keeping everything tight and then that's unfortunately harming us. So yeah, as much as you can, you want to use those natural balances coming forward and you want to do that a couple times a day, maybe just to remind yourself. So I hope this has been helpful and you've enjoyed going through these exercises and you will use them regularly or at times when you are experiencing pain or tension. If you didn't check out the previous two videos, please go and do that as well. The first one talked about, uh, just gave a lot of good, good information and exercises for the arms and wrists and hands. And then the second one was all about the upper body, so the neck and the shoulders, upper back. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, you're welcome to reach out to me. If you wanna tell me a story about how this went for you, please do that. My information is down below. You can also go to my website and check out my blog, which has a lot of good information, hopefully helpful information and uh, insight and inspiration for musicians and particularly the bowed strings, violin, viola, and cello. And if you'd like some help either with your instrument playing, your violin, viola, cello playing, or you would like some help with pain that's popping up, you're welcome to reach out as well. I, I definitely, on, on both of those fronts, I like to leave no stone unturned and uh, I'm very methodical and patient in going through the process and trying to figure out whether it's you know, a faulty vibrato or it's some pain in your forearm, uh, what's causing the issue. So you're welcome to reach out about that as well. And uh, yeah, until next time, I hope you have a great day out there and happy practicing.